We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Pack a Day podcast. Uh, we are back with the uh, the only trio of the group. Your host Trevor Jossard. I'm here with Steve Perhatch and Josh Zirko. No, we always give each other. We always so mess around with each three. other. That's about, good. No, I yes, like it. We haven't gotten through the names, and I had it. I just. How's it going, guys? We're well. We're doing Trevor. good. We're doing good. Lots to talk about today. Before we get to that, um, and I, I don't want to interrupt oh. you, Trevor, but Steve basically gazed into his crystal ball about how people were going to get mad about the the uniforms oh, podcast yes. that we did. <laughs> that was dead on. I was I did not expect that level of ire. That was impressive. Oh, yeah. But you saw that coming, didn't you? Oh, d- you can't mess with the uniforms. You can't. I touch got called them. a few names actually. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's not like they're in Buckingham just, Palace. They're not Christine. the feeders. <laughs> They are the, the green and gold yellow uniforms that you can't touch ever, and you can't it's suggest too, okay. that anybody would touch. We them. went after we went after a topic we knew nothing was going to ever change about, and people still get upset with us oh, yeah. just for talking, just for you know being hypothetical. But so we are uh, off and running in the NFL preseason. It's good to see some football every now and then, getting us ready for the regular season, but. For maybe for the first time in a long time, the Packers are getting news off the field with the Khalil Mack rumors. 
a lot of talks are going around maybe that the Packers would have to give up two first round picks in order to get him. Talk to me a little bit about what you guys think. Is this even a plausible scenario? Do we think the Packers are going to make a move on this or is it just a lot of hoopla right now? Well, I feel like that with the the new management structure in place, the new front office in place, I feel like this is the kind of move that, that, that they're almost daring Green Bay to pick this guy. It's, this, and you could throw Des Bryant in this group too, the kind of free agent, the high-profile guy that Green Bay was, was not going to spend the money on. We hear all the time about how the, the Packers are a homegrown team, 49 out of 53 players or whatever it is, you know, were drafted by the team. And I never looked at that as, as a totally positive thing. Because they're cheap. They won't spend the money. They won't give away the picks to get somebody else. And 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 Steve, I think this is a, a guy who could step in and make a difference right away, but also the profile of the type of player that they've shied away from in years past. Yeah, absolutely. This is this is a move that Ted Thompson absolutely would not make. If this was two years ago and they said Khalil Max available, a couple first round picks, everybody would just any Packer fan would have laughed because there's no way Ted Thompson would have given up two, let alone one. He wouldn't have even given up one first-round pick. The fact that he would have to give up two to go get Cleo Mack, no, that, that wouldn't have happened. But this is – it's exciting for Packers fans right now because this is something we haven't had in forever. The pure excitement of your team is being mentioned in rumors, and you're leading the way. This is just something that doesn't happen. So for me, if they could get Khalil Mack, I'd give up the first, the two first round picks right away. I'd sign him to a long term right contract, away. and I'd, I'd figure the, I'd figure the numbers out. I, I think there's a way you can make it work. I think it's safe to assume though that in football, it's very rare that one player can come over and change the whole dynamic of a team, especially on defense. Obviously, at the quarterback position or the skill positions if you have a, a star they can win you know a few games for you on their own right but if Khalil Mack does come over to the Packers does that make them all that much better how much they will make them better but how much better Josh do they get with adding Mack well I think it answers a lot of questions on defense and I, I think Mike Pettin is going to is- is putting things in place. I mean, Dom Capers being out of there, it's it's a new era already. And I think if you add a guy like Khalil Mack into a Mike Pettin system, I I just think that is going to be something you're going to have to take notice of if you're an opponent and you're coming into Lambeau or Green Bay's coming to your stadium. Usually you're just game planning for Aaron Rodgers. And I think if you add Khalil Mack to that mix, uh, then suddenly you've got a, a forceful team on both sides of the ball. And sort of the elephant in the room is, and we were talking about this in pre-show, Aaron's not getting any younger. The window is closing here. I'm trying to think of all the other older quarterbacks. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning won his second Super Bowl in Denver with a great defense. John Elway won his last two Super Bowls with great defense. You know, you could say the same thing about Tom Brady, his first three three Super Bowls as well. Aaron's had to carry this team the whole time he's been there. And I think it's finally time that he had some elite help. And they've had good players. I don't think they have had a great player like this. Correct me if I'm wrong, Steve. They have not had a Cleo Mack type of player on the other side of the ball for the Packers. No, I mean, the closest thing they've had is Clay Matthews. And so I think the biggest thing would be that Khalil Mack immediately steps in as that number one edge rusher. And then you actually get to put Nick Perry and Clay Matthews on the other side. And they're in that much more suitable role of one-on-ones as opposed to Nick Perry's not going to do much on a double team. If they can put two guys on him, he's not doing much. But if you put Khalil Mack on the right side, you've got Nick Perry or Clay Matthews on the left. And even then shifting Matthews back to the inside, then all of a sudden 
your linebacking core is a huge strength as opposed to what it's been for the last 10, 15 years is a huge weakness. If the trade is there, there's no question that the Packers should do that. And that's what a lot of media outlets are saying too. If the Packers have this opportunity, they need to do it. And it kind of ties into what you were saying, Josh, about Aaron Rodgers is running out of time. Yep. And it, it's it's win now. And, and Steve, you mentioned before the show, and I'm not sure how many people out there have heard the new comments that Aaron Rodgers has made. Professional environment. It's not a personal environment. Um, the things I'm saying, and I don't have some vendetta against any player. I care about winning, number one. And I'm going to say and do the things that I feel like can advance us. It's going to be tough at some points. It's not a popularity contest uh, all the time. You know, obviously, you know, as a human, you like being liked and appreciated but i'm trying to win games because that's my that's my job you know i'm not i'm not you know asked or needed to make personnel decisions coaching decisions schedule decisions my job is to play quarterback so that's what they're paying me to do and uh i feel like uh you know i've uh, made it pretty happy so i'm gonna keep doing what i'm doing that's about as get off my lawn as it gets you want to know who he sounds like he sounds like brett Favre. yes Yes. Mm-hmm. He's got that. But no, it's just I'm not here to make friends. I'm going to come out and say things that need to be said in order to get these guys where they need to be. I'm not here to make personnel decisions. I'm here to play football. And you know what? I like it. I like that that's what he comes out and says because he's the quarterback. He's not the GM. He needs to be out there and he needs to make these guys better. And they weren't performing. These wide receivers weren't performing. You know, he's not here to make friends. He's not here to – he basically – to me, it could sound like he's basically, I want more. I want to win. Give me the roster I need to win. Give me the pieces I need to win. And maybe, I don't know, saying this will maybe push the front office to go out and get Mac. To take a step back from that, you look at what's happening uh, around the league. Look at Eli Manning last year. Eli Manning basically got buried twice a week. He got buried by his own offensive line on Sunday and then got buried by – the New York press during the week. And I don't think that was entirely his fault. You know, you could say what you want about him being an older player. And, and I certainly couldn't argue with a lot of that. Eli Manning still has a lot of football left. And, and we certainly give Aaron Rodgers more of the doubt. And we should, because I, I still think Aaron's the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Steve, I think you agree with that. And, and Trevor, yeah, uh, you probably have him right behind Blake Bortles. I'm sure. But, oh yeah. <laughs> it's close though. But I think he's going out there, and I think he's setting the standard. You know, and Doug Marone in Jacksonville, when he suspends Jalen Ramsey and Dante Fowler, like he's setting the standard. It's like, I don't care who you are. We need to reach this level here, and you're down here. So it's time for you to get with the program. So he's clearly <laughs> not happy with what ha- what's happening with his wide receivers and probably not happy with what's happening with his front office. And he's earned the right to speak out about that because – you know, if anything else, like that reflects poorly on him if he doesn't play as well as he could on Sunday because he doesn't have those guys. Yeah, I mean, one of the things with Rodgers is he consistently makes his wide receivers better. And look at all the guys that have left the building and have, I, I mean, we can't swear on this podcast because that's what we're doing, but man, they have sucked. Like Greg Jennings goes to Minnesota, goes to Miami and just does nothing. Just, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's like that. So he makes those guys so much better, but you have to be... If you're Aaron Rodgers, you have to be frustrated after a while because he's just, you, you have to sit there and say, you know what, I'm making these guys better. Why don't you give me somebody who's really good and then we'll be awesome together? How much of this is Jordy Nelson being gone? Either Rodgers knowing that he doesn't have that security blanket or him being upset that the front office did not bring him back. 
Well, I think Devontae Adams might be that new quote unquote security blanket. I know there's they haven't been together as long as Rodgers and Nelson was, but that's a good question because I, I to me I think Adams has a way higher ceiling than Nelson was. Do you guys agree with that or disagree? Yes. No, that's absolutely yeah, there, there's so no question. I, I mean, I have no doubt in my mind that whoever goes out there, Rodgers can produce. But I think the, the real question is, like you guys brought up, is what if he gets that elite receiver or someone big-named receiver, then what can he do with that? Why? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all for Des Bryant. Like, I know every – I've had this argument with a lot of people that Des Bryant's washed up, he's not useful, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But I'm sorry. I, he's, I believe he's 28 years old, 29 years old. Yeah, I think he could be – unbelievably effective if he's a number two receiver for the Packers on the outside. You have Devontae lined up on the right. You got Des Bryant lined up on the left. You have Randall Cobb in the slot, Jimmy Graham in tight end. I'm sorry. That's better than what they have right now. That's a lot and better you, than what they have. Yeah, you, imagine Des Bryant being the number two option for Aaron exactly. Rodgers. Exactly. That means, I mean, when he was with Dallas, he was getting the double coverage. He was getting, you know, that safety help over the top on him. But you can't do that against both sides. So, I mean, for me... I, I'm I'm all about a one-year contract with Des Bryant. I'm all about trading for Khalil Mack. I, I mean, I'm like the Madden GM. Like, I'm bringing in everybody that I can to make this team better right now. Yeah, you have Jimmy Graham, and look, I'm not sold on, on Jimmy Graham, like, solving all their problems in the red zone. I think Des Bryant would do a lot of that. I think that offense would be even scarier than usual if you had Des on one side of the field and Jimmy Graham on the other. You basically would go 95% in the red zone. You would have, like, one Jimmy Graham drop all year. Uh, there's a lot to love with the offense right now as it is. And Des Bryant would give you more, yes. But would he give you that much more for whatever it would take to bring him, even for just one year, even just to bring him in? I, I'm sure they're kicking that around and they're trying to you know, carry a one someplace that will make that deal worthwhile. I'm not sure it would be totally worthwhile. You guys want Mac or do you want Bryant? Mac. Mac. Absolutely. Yeah, certainly a lot to determine as we head into the regular season. Speaking of the football side of things, well, on the field side of things, the Packers are 1-0 in preseason. They're back at it again on Thursday. But let's fast forward a little bit. The preseason's all fun and games. It's good to see, you know, who's doing what and stuff. But I really want to talk to you guys real quick about our predictions for the Packers. I don't know if we've talked a lot about that. Maybe go through their schedule super quick, and you guys let me know whether you guys think that win or loss or and what their final record will be, and we can maybe kind of – weigh it up against the rest of the NFC North. So the Packers do open the season against two NFC North opponents. And we got the Bears and Vikings at Lambeau. What do you guys think? 2-0 off the bat because they're at home? Well, the Bears, I think, are going to be a little bit tougher. But uh, that Vikings defense is, is really, really good. If the O-line is <laughs> and not banged up by week two, I, I think they've got a much better chance of, of coming out of the gate 2-0. But I, I would not hand them either one of those games automatically. 1-1, it, one and one I think, would be a, a very good start for the season based on that schedule, Steve. Ah, no, no, no. You're going 2-0. Uh, <laughs> you take you take the home game, and, and I mean, you take it as it is. But healthy Aaron Rodgers against that Vikings defense, it's going to be a hard-fought game. Zimmer always games plan really well yep. against Rodgers. But, I mean, you got the Lambeau crowd. You got – I don't know. It's got the – for me, it's got the feeling of a special season. So, I'm going to – yeah, I'm going to go out the gates 2-0. I, I also agree real quick, 2-0. Um, I think the Packers do struggle with the Bears in the opener, just being in the opener. Um, but once Rodgers is settled in with these receivers, I think it, they'll, I think they'll come out 2-0. But it's very important that they uh, they protect home field with this division. All right, 
next three games, we got at Redskins, home against Bills, and at Lions. So they're on the road for two out of the next three. Probably going to be coming a, a first loss there somewhere for you, Steve, right? Yeah, I would think probably coming out of there two and one, if they can sneak one off the road, my best guess would be against the Redskins. They would definitely take care of business. So, yeah, I would say another two and one there. So, yeah, I like the, uh, I really like the Lions this year. As a matter of fact, they would be my pick to win the division at this very moment. The wow. Bills, the Bills are nothing Ooh, to sleep. With. Yeah, well, that's a hot take. Yeah, well, let's. Uh, you know, it's not all homerism here at the Pack a Day Podcast, but you know, I, I I love what the Bills are doing with, uh, uh, you know, Carolina North, if you will. I mean, you've basically uprooted uh, the the big meat and potatoes of that front office. I'm mm. not sold on the, the quarterback situation over there just yet, but I think two and one is is, is pretty realistic coming out of that uh, that group of games there. And then uh, right before the bye week, so the Packers got their bye week in week seven, and they got the 49ers at home. Should be a vastly improved 49ers team with Jimmy Garoppolo. They added Richard Sherman. I honestly think they might they might fall to that one. That's a Sunday night football game, too. Can't Maybe have a coming out party for Jimmy G, but, you know, I, I still feel, you know, a 6-2, and 7-1 and one record at home is pretty pretty doable. So I'll take a victory. Yeah, December is the scary, only scary part of, of the home slate where you've got the Cardinals who are going to be a, a lot better with uh, Josh Rosen basically finishing his rookie season, if you will. There aren't a lot of rookies in December. And then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, David Johnson, who I really, really hope stays healthy all year. Uh, and then the Falcons, Steve Sarkeesian in year two of his offensive coordinatorship. Hopefully we'll be having better results. We saw him improve over the course of last year, and I think we'll see that again as well. Two very tough outs at home for the Falcons. I think six and two, definitely realistic. Five and three might be slightly more realistic. So basically, I know I'm trying not to go through every game here. Right out of the bye week, though, you got four out of five on the road, and those four road games are Rams, Patriots, Seahawks, Vikings, with the Dolphins sprinkled in the middle at home. Ooh. Man, I I don't want to be pessimistic, yeah, you, but yeah, I, you if they can come out with a two and three record there, that would be a win. Honestly, that's that's a tough stretch. Rams and Patriots, I think, are going to be very very tough. And that's another Sunday night game for the uh, maybe it's a Monday night from one side of the country to the other too. Right, right. So I think the key games there are going to be Seattle and Minnesota. Of course, Seattle's always tough when they play the the Packers, but you know if they can if they can get two and three out of there. I think that's a good. That's a win. Yeah, two and three. I would say would be a good, like an even point. But if they can go three and two, and my hot take for this year is that Tom Brady finally falls off the table. Why? Really? I don't. I just with with a thud or just a a feathery fall, or is this like with a big uh, more of a feathery fall? But just, I mean, he's too. He's too handsome. He's too like accomplished to fall (laughs) off with a thud. So he's got. If he you know, falls on that feathery hair of his. It wouldn't yeah, exactly. be much. Exactly. You know the lot, the wave, the wavy hair. And just, yes. No, he falls feathery, but I, it's at some point it has to happen. A man can't keep doing this forever. So or I think they he? might steal it. He might. And, We've been saying but that I think about they him steal for one. I think they steal one in New England, and I think Ooh. they can end up potentially going three and two. Yeah, and I think the, the, the you know that's a, a rough stretch out of the bye. It does get a little bit easier there toward the finale when you finish at Chicago, at the Jets, and then you have your division rival Detroit at home for Week 17. 
that eases up there a little bit. I, I, we have no idea what the Jets are going to look like at that point. Uh, Mitch Trubisky right. finishing up his second year, I think, is going to be uh, a fun game to watch at home. And then, of course, Matthew Stafford and the Lions, who I think are, are going to be so much better than last. I mean, you look at what they did last year with basically no offensive line. That game will have significant, significant playoff implications, not just for the Central, mm-hmm. but also the or not for the North, excuse me, but also the entire NFC. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think, I mean, I was just kind of playing along in my head as I was going on the schedule, and I'm seeing maybe a 10 and 6, 11 and 5 team for the Packers. You know, this is also assuming that we're, they're staying healthy and Rodgers is staying healthy because um, we all know what the team can do when when he's when he's out. But I like I'm I'm thinking it's going to be a tough race for the division. I think them and another team will go to end up going to the playoffs, whether it's the Vikings or Lions, but. I don't know if 11 and 5 or 10 and 6 would be enough to win the division. I doubt 10 and 6 would be, but I think it's a playoff year for Green Bay back in it. I mean, no easy outs on that schedule at all. I mean, that's just, you know, you're playing the the AFC East and Miami, they're going to be they're going to have some question marks, certainly the Jets question marks certainly. But those are not those are not easy games to win. Those are organizations that are uh, finding their stride, Miami especially. I love what Tom Bowles is doing in New York. And you're looking for a breather game on there. And I'm sorry. There just isn't one. There isn't one at all, Steve. No, I mean, I believe that they have the toughest strength of schedule for the entire NFL this year. So it's one of those things that, you know, we, we always look at and like, oh, man, it's, it's such a tough schedule. But it flip-flops so much because you look at it at the beginning of the year and it's, oh, my God, it's so bad. But it kind of evens itself out, I think, during the middle of the year. Um, and we get those surprise teams that are doing well that you didn't think would do well. And some teams are struggling that we didn't think would struggle. So it, it's all – it's it'll be very interesting to watch. But I think overall my my over, my thought is 11-5-ish. and five-ish, And, I mean, they're contending for the, the NFC North. That's And that's all you can hope for as a Packer fan. Seems like we're all on the same page with that. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, tweet at us, tweet at the podcast, at Packaday Podcast, or myself, at Trev underscore knows. We got Perhatch, ESPN, and then Josh Zirkel. Got that right that time. All right, no. until next time. Thanks for listening. Shotgun formation of third and 15 to the 46-yard line of Dallas. They empty the shotgun. Cobb in motion to the left side. Rodgers looks it over against the snap. Back pedals now under some pressure. Steps up, throws it over the middle. Goes! 30, turns upfield, 25. Starks to his left. Now he moves Starks to the right side. Snap to A-Rod. Looking downfield, being flushed. Rolling left, winds up. Rainbows it high and deep into the end zone. It's hot. What it caught? It is caught for a touchdown. Yes! A miracle yes! pass yes!